And hello again, dear ones, Reverend Robert, with you here on a Friday evening. It's five o'clock on the Mountain Time Zone, and that means it is time for the good news. The chance I take every week to share some of the good news stories that I've dug up or run their way across my desk and I thought would inspire you uh, and create great conversation for the weekend. So thank you for being with us. Please do hit the like button, the share button, the subscribe button. Let your friends and family know what we're doing here. We're creating an experience and we're bringing you the good news. First up tonight, you know, it's been said that uh, China does everything on a very large and big scale. And our first story this evening is just that. In China's most recent five-year plan, the government outlined their intention to install 100 gigawatts of renewable energy by 2026, particularly solar and wind in the desert regions. What you're looking at here is a picture of one of the first solar farms in the Gobi Desert. Now, this is being billed as a 1 million kilowatt capacity and capable of generating 1.5 billion kilowatts per hour per year. Uh, estimates are that, this, that when complete, this new solar farm system, it's not just one, it's going to be a series of farms, uh, will be able to power 1.5 million, excuse me, 1.5 billion homes as necessary. The National Energy Administration said installed capacity of renewable energy in China continued to expand in the first quarter. They're up to 47.4 million kilowatts. That's an increase of 86.5% compared with the same period last year. The room is there on the planet, folks. We don't need fossil fuels. The days are changing and uh, and the story is changing as well. And our next story is right along that same lines. Now, we've talked about hempcrete before. However, recently in Cape Town, South Africa, uh, what you're looking at is a 12-story tall building called the Hemp Hotel. It is made out of hempcrete blocks. Now, again, we've talked about hempcrete on this program before. Uh, and we're grateful to see this project coming to completion. South African President Cyril, uh, Cyril Ramaphosa, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that improperly, uh, said that he believes that cannabis and the hemp industry could create 130,000 jobs there in, in South Africa. Now, the hempcrete blocks are made from water, lime, hemp, and a cement binder. Uh, they, they form what's called Aframat hemp and are made entirely out of South African hemp. Uh, they do sell to corporate clients and are also used in a number of social housing projects in South Africa and, and neighboring Mozambique. For the Hemp Hotel, Aframat Hemp partnered with Wolf Architects in Cape Town, in Cape Town for the build. Now, the company does say that the hemp Cree is 20% more expensive than traditional materials, but with uh, companies and organizations' urgency to get in on uh, the carbon capture and the carbon reduction in time to meet net worldwide goals, uh, this has become a unique opportunity. And because the Hemp Creek release, uh, captures carbon, uh, the company is selling carbon credits as well. One of their primary consultants said we can fund forests 
or we can fund someone to live in a hemp house. It's the same principle. Good news coming out of Cape Town. I love it, folks. And, you know, we get most of our stories over at the goodnewsnetwork.org. We encourage you to check them out and give them some of the love and attention they deserve. They do a great job every day of curating good news stories. And then uh, we share those along with you here on the New Thought Media Network. Next up. You've heard us talking about this in the, over the past months and uh, probably more than a couple of years now. Uh, the resurgence in a... Oh, you're right. Thank you, Diego. Wrong story. <laughs> it's a good thing you have a, I, we have a good producer here, folks. This is important. Uh, what we're looking at here is... Uh, Lakers champion Rick Fox. Now, uh, he's already retired from the NBA after winning three championships with the Lakers. However, what uh, Mr. Fox is working towards is our carbon negative concrete. So if you can't build with hempcrete, let's build with carbon negative concrete. He's the co-founder and CEO of Partana, which manufactures concrete that absorbs more carbon from the air than it contributes during its manufacturing. This all got started back in 2019. Uh, Fox's home in, in uh, the Bahamas was damaged by Hurricane Dorian, and his manager uh, was also displaced by that natural by the natural disaster of the 2018 fires in California. They met with an architect named Sam Marshall, and the whole idea got rolling. Uh, now, Fox has been involved in a number of different things, and uh, in, this, in this partnership, uh, he said, I've been a part of a lot of amazing journeys in industries from entertainment to movies and TV. I've been on sets with Oscar-winning actors and directors, and I've been on championship NBA teams. There's been nothing more rewarding for me in life than to be a part of this team, and we're leaving something behind. That's part of his funding announcement. Now, every part of the process of building these concrete blocks is designed to reduce its environmental impact. Uh, instead of using Portland cement, the company is uh, using a special mixture of natural and recycled ingredients. They cure those ingredients at ambient temperatures rather than at high temperatures, so that's not needing to burn more carbon. Uh, they make concrete and cement responsible for the largest share of the manual practice. Um, the binding component actually consumes CO2 as it cures. So they're taking carbon out of the atmosphere as they're creating this bricks. Uh, sources say, uh, the company says that the bottom line is that a 1,250-square-foot home made with Partana, absorbs 22 and a half tons of carbon, so of CO2, rather than emitting 77 tons. That's a 99-ton swing, folks. This is good news. I love to hear it. All right. Now, before we go to break, let's talk about the emerging story of psychedelics and mental health. Researchers at the University of California, San Francisco, have developed two new drug candidates. Now, these are not approved yet, uh, but they are uh, developing uh, these candidates from, that are going to, designed to potentially treat addiction and depression. And they're doing it from a south uh, from an African psychedelic plant, Ibogaine. 
Now, Ibogaine has been used for thousands of years during shamanic rituals as a hallucinogen. It suppresses hunger and tiredness. Uh, many report an aphrodisiac effect. However, it is highly toxic if uh, not if you don't know what you're doing. Uh, even small doses can be fatal and or cause heart concerns and heart problems. Uh, so it's a very, very uh, minute dose that these folks are working with here. Uh, however, uh, they say, author, lead author of the study, Dr. Bryant Schatzett, says, our compounds mimic just one of Ibogene's many pharmacological effects and still replicate its most desired effects on behavior, at least that is in mice. Again, folks, groundbreaking research being done to bring more plant medicine onto the planet in a world where all life matters and we're here to support all life. It's important that we also look away from the chemical processes to treat human ailments and human conditions and turn to the plant and the natural world. I'm excited to see where this goes. We'll keep an eye on this story as it develops for you. Hey, we're going to take a real quick break and let a couple of our sponsors say hello and let you know a little bit more about what's happening here on the New Thought Media Network. But please don't go anywhere. Share this with your friends and stay tuned. We'll be back with more good news in just a minute. birthday camp cedar ridge we invite you to come camp and celebrate our first year while in sacred service may 19th through the 21st we'll be restoring our beloved meditation labyrinth come camp with us for the weekend and all we'll ask you to cover are the meals vegetarian vegan and gluten-free options are available that's the weekend of Friday, May 19th to Sunday, May 21st. You can bring your own tent or act fast and register for one of our glamping tents or bunkhouse beds while supplies last. We do have limited indoor accommodations for an additional fee. Find more details and registration at CampCedarRidgeOR.org slash lab. with more of the good news here on the New Thought Media Network. I'm Rev. Robert, so great, grateful you are with us today. Next up, Greece. I've never been, and I hear it's beautiful, and I know they have a lot of beaches. 
because number one, the Greek Tourist Tourism Authority is currently retrofitting 287 of their beaches across the country with self-operating wheelchair ramps. Now, sand-based wheelchairs are uh, not anything new. However, they require those that are using wheelchairs uh, to have someone help them, to have someone get it out of the garage and help transport them into it. This new system is designed to allow people to uh, deploy this, these ramp systems into the water on their own. Nobody needs any help. Uh, the project's going beyond the beaches. They've actually started to retrofit the Acropolis of Athens. is equipped with a wheelchair elevator that is also completely autonomous. Uh, visitors need not have any help or get any permission. Uh, this is really cool stuff for those with other abilities and altered abilities. Uh, people in Greece, congratulations. I want to say a big, huge yeah to the authorities there. The government of the country created a website if you happen to be visiting uh, or live there. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> and the government uh, created a website with all the info needed to plan a wheelchair included trip to the beaches of Greece uh, and where all of these beaches might be. All right. This next story I found at one of our other great sources, sunnyskies.com. If you want to check them out, please do give them a little love. They also collect, do a great job of collecting good stories. Researchers followed over 100 retired, retired people who had never practiced music before. Excuse me, I still have that little cough in my throat. Now, these folks were enrolled in piano and music awareness training for six months, which, when finished, resulted in an increase in working memory performance by 6% and a total reduction in gray matter loss in the piano playing group. <coughs> Turns out that music's good for us, folks. Who would have thought? You know, here at New Thought at Media Network, we have our New Thought Radio. You can access that through our ntmedia.org website. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, positive music helps your aging. Studies uh, of the author's study, Damien Marie said, we wanted people whose brains did not yet show any traces of plasticity linked to musical learning. Indeed, even a brief learning experience in the course of one's life can leave imprints on the brain, which would have biased our results. After six months, we found common effects for both interventions. Neuroimaging revealed an increase in gray matter in four brain regions involved in high-level cognitive functioning in all participants, including cerebellum areas involved in working memory. The performance increased by 6%, and this result was directly correlated to plasticity of the cerebellum. So listen to music every day. And if you've never played an instrument, now would be the perfect time to get started learning a musical instrument. All right. Next up, marine biologists are restoring populations of an endangered seahorse off of Australia's east coast. And they are thrilled with their efforts to date hundreds of white seahorses. Uh, the only seahorse or sea dragon species on Australia's National Endangered Species list were released into the waters north of Newcastle into specially made seahorse hotels. Yep, we talked about hempcrete hotels. Now we're talking about seahorse hotels. 
the project was conducted through a private public effort con consisting of the Sydney Aquarium and the Department of Primary Industries. That's their, the Australian agency that oversees hunting, agricultural, fishing, and foresting. Uh, a generation ago, divers might see two dozen white seahorses at a time. And now they will be able to see hundreds. Uh, recently, the, uh, the scientists with the department just released 350 baby seahorses at one time. They say that's the best they ever have done in one in one release. Congratulations there to the folks of Australia. We're bringing back the seahorses. Good news all the way around. Hey, folks, we're going to take another quick break, let a couple more sponsors say hello, but I have a whole nother series of stories for you in a collection, including our Hero of the Week segment. You want to stay tuned for that. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back here on New Thought on the New Thought Media Network. Stay tuned. Help us say thank you to our organizational sponsors and donors, including the Hefferlin Foundation, Affiliated New Thought Network, International New Thought Alliance, Science of Mind Archives and Library Foundation, Center for Spiritual Living Denver, Center for Spiritual Living Midtown Atlanta, New Thought Philadelphia, Planned Happiness Institute, Summit Center for Spiritual Living, Center for Spiritual Living on the Lake, Unity Spiritual Center, Kitchener, Ohm Center for Spiritual Living, Center for Spiritual Living, North Jersey, Unity of Savannah, Center for Spiritual Living, Seattle, and all of our individual donors and sponsors. you for being a part of the New Thought Media Network. Please come be you. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you, dear ones, for being a part of the New Thought Media Network, for all that you contribute and all that you give to keep this mighty ministry moving forward. You know, we're sharing this message out into the world and we're making sure that people know what the good news is and we're making sure people know how they can use this powerful philosophy to create more good in their lives. We thank you for being a part of our efforts to do that. All right, back into the good news on this Friday night. Dr. Peter Marks of the FDA's Center for Bio Biologics, Biologics Evaluation and Research recently said, we are moving now to an inclusive po policy for blood donation. 
We will continue to work to make sure that we have policies that allow everyone who wants to donate blood to be able to donate blood within what the science allows to make sure that the blood supply remains safe. Here's something I didn't know, folks. Since 1983, the FDA has banned all men who have had sex with another man since 1977 from donating blood. Those rulings also included women who had sex with any man who had also had sex with a man. This is pretty draconian, if you ask me. They, uh, they put it all on the fact that we didn't have enough science to keep the blood supply safe. Uh, LGBTQA organizations have long charged that this is uh, was stigma, not science and are very happy that these rules have been changed. Uh, the perception, is, the misperception actually, is that people on PREP that's a, are promiscuous or having a high risk of HIV infections, that's categorically false. Uh, the FDA has worked diligently to evaluate our policies and ensure we have a scientific evidence support individual risk assessment, assessments for donor eligibility while maintaining appropriate safeguards. Now, you still can't, uh, you can still can't give blood, donate blood, if you've had sex with anyone other than a, any new partner within three months, uh, is the way the rule is still written. So there are still safeguards in fact. However, they're removing any question of gender and or orientation from their questioning and their intake interviews. This is good news for the FDA. This is good news for the American people. Uh, this is very good news for the LGBTQIA plus community. Also good news for the LGBTQIA plus community. Uh, mayors in eight different Florida cities have served to pledge, have pledged to support the LGBTQIA plus young people even as the state's Republican-led legislature continues to pass anti-LGBTQ plus and transgender bills. Earlier this week, advocates for the safety of students announced that the mayors of Orlando, Miami, Miami Beach, Tampa, Tallahassee, and four other Florida cities had signed the organization's Rise Up Pledge. That pledges to advocate for safe learning environments where young people, teachers, school staff are free from the violence of racism, transphobia, homophobia, sexism, ableism, and other forms of systemic oppression. Advocates for LGBTQIA plus affirming books, resources, and curriculum and books and rise up against hateful anti-LGBTQIA bills and rhetoric. I didn't know this either. Fort Lauderdale um, is uh, is part of this, and uh, their mayor Dale uh, Trantilis said the city boasts a stalwart human rights ordinance that bans discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender identity in areas of employment, housing, and public accommodations. Discrimination of any kind, particularly toward our LGBTQIA plus children, has no place in any part of our society. Greater Fort Lauderdale boasts one of uh, the highest concentrations of same-sex households in the nation, and we welcome on an average of over 1.3 million LGBTQIA visitors each year. Right on Fort Lauderdale, and right on for these other mayors. Uh, folks, regardless of what's happening in your state, regard in regards to LGBTQIA 
or transgender legislation, we each have the ability to stand up and say, this is what we believe and this is what we pledge to support. I, I, I raise up everyone in Florida that's fighting back in the face of this racism and anti-everything <laughs> movement to stand up for the people of our nation. Good work. Good work. Good work. Hey, before we go, I did promise we've got our hero of the week story coming up. However, before that, I want to share with you uh, one of those great furry and cuddly stories. What happened is recently in Bristol, England, a beautiful white Springer Spaniel uh, fell off a hiking trail and fell down the cliffside about 30 feet. Uh, people were able to uh, rally the local search and rescue. And that's what you're seeing here in the picture. The fire, local firefighters at the Temple Fire Station in Bristol uh, were called out to Yate Quarry. And they needed, it was such a drop, they couldn't do a normal repel. They had to rig some special equipment. Uh, they brought in a large winching system and were able to lower this rescuer down. Uh, if you head on over to thegoodnews.org, you'll be able to find some video on this story. The photo uh, of the dog here, in the video, she's just wagging her tail, going crazy because a human's coming to help. Uh, thankfully, the dog only suffered minor injuries uh, and a broken leg. I guess I don't know, I don't know if I call a broken leg minor injuries. Uh, however, the pup is doing well, and everyone involved is happy for this rescue. And here it is. I keep promising. Here is our Hero of the Week. In the town of Hesperia, California, a great aunt watched helplessly as a baby stroller was carried by a gust of wind towards a busy street. It was about that time that a good Samaritan hanging out at a local car wash, Ron Nesman, reached quick, reacted quickly to avert the disaster. All the while, his heroics were being captured on a surveillance camera from the car wash. So here's obviously what happened. Uh, the baby stroller got away from the great aunt. Uh, the wind started blowing it towards a four-lane highway. Uh, the speed limit on that road in Hesperia is 40 miles an hour, uh, and it's got three lanes in each direction. Nesman, the local hero, said, quote, I didn't have time to think about it. You just react. She sees the child going into the street, and that's all she, she sees. She can't do nothing. I wouldn't be able to live with myself if I did nothing. <clears throat> and I'm just glad I realized it was on. Nesman's girlfriend had recently passed away or passed away in 2018. He had a number of setbacks, had actually been homeless and was only visiting Hesperia to try to connect with family and get a new lease on life. Mr. Nesman, Ron, you are our hero of the week. I would say all good things are coming your way. And I trust as the people of Hesperia find out about this story, they're going to lift you up and raise you up as well. Yo, folks, here on the New Thought Media Network, we love to share these stories that remind us we are all in this together and we are all living in one. 
Before I go, I want to invite you to come back and join us in just a half an hour for Reverend Michael Mangus and the Fireside Chat. He comes to us every Friday evening at 6 p.m. Mountain, so plan to join us for that as well. I'm going to get out of here for now, but remember, we'll be back tomorrow with the Science of Mind and Spirit lecture conversation series happens at 9 a.m. Our dear friend, Reverend Victoria Bomberry will be presenting tomorrow, so you don't want to miss that either. Join us for that. I'm Rev. Robert. I'm getting out of here for now. Until we get a chance to be together again, I wish you peace and richest blessings. Bye now.